0: Pierce County and I think we're going to go ahead and get started. I don't know how many people are able to join us today. Our topic today is just kind of evaluation and wrap up here and being that we'll be having some changes to how this all gets done in the future, it's really important that we get everybody's input. So let's start with County Roll Call and any counties A through L. Brown County is here. Hi, VJ. Dane County. Dane, Lisa. Okay, M through R.
1: Milwaukee County, Sharon. Rock County? Racine
0: County. (laughs) Was that Otagami? Yes. Racine. Okay. Pierce County, obviously. And then the rest of the alphabet, S through Z. Good
2: morning. Chrissy's here from Walworth
3: County. Heidi's here from St. Croix County. This is Kimberly in Winnebago.
0: Okay, wonderful. so I have Brown Dane, Pierce, Milwaukee, Rock, St. Croix, Gamey, Racine, Mulworth, and Winnebago. Anybody I missed?
1: Yeah, Sharon Morrissey, Milwaukee.:
0: Yes, got Milwaukee. okay. All right. Well, let's start with some county reports. Heidi and I were just chit-chatting about how late light is horrible over here, and I'm guessing it is throughout the state. But if everybody could comment on your late blight reports as well as whatever else is going on in your county, that would be wonderful. So let's start at the top of the alphabet with VJ in Brown County. Vijay, are you there? Okay. Let's go on down to Dane County, Lisa.
4: Hi. I have not had any reports of late blight in Dane County. We've had plenty of basil, downy mildew, and some other diseases, and a few reports of that milkweed seed bug that PJ had been talking about on the last woo. But I've been out of the office for three days, so I haven't caught up on exactly what other things are happening here, but those are the things that immediately come to mind.
0: All right. Thanks, Lisa. Let's see. I guess the next one is Milwaukee. Sharon, what's going on down there?
1: Well, as far as late flight, we really haven't had many reports of it. I think I talked to one person maybe that has had it, but otherwise I think we're pretty good down here. We had a lot of rain recently, three or four inches in the last couple of weeks, so we have a lot of slugs. We also have powdery mildew on a lot of things, the cucurbits particularly, but also the peonies were really bad this year with powdery mildew. The lilacs don't seem so bad this year, though. I don't know why. And Japanese beetle is still active, and that surprises me. I just expect them to be done by about the middle of August or so. We also have milkweed bug out wazoo on our milkweeds. I haven't seen very many yellow jackets, which I would expect to see. We harvested our grapes yesterday, and I really expected to have tons of them because they were a little overripe and did not see a lot of them. So I don't think it's a bad year for those either. And then we did have a confirmed report of basil downy mildew on basil at Burner Botanical Gardens in the herb garden, and that sample had been submitted to Brian and came back positive. Otherwise, the grass is growing beautifully. The apple scab is down this year, too, so the crab apples don't look too horrendous.
0: Wow, that must be because you guys didn't get as much rain earlier in the season as we did up here because that's some very different kinds of things. Okay, how about out of gamey, county? I've had a lot of raspberry questions and two spotted wing drosophila reports.
3: Rabbit damage, how to care for raspberries, how to clean them up at the end of the year, a lot of that. We have not had any late blight reported, but we have had lots of questions. There was a news report on the news up in Green Bay, and so a lot of people were wondering if they had that on their tomatoes. A lot of questions about hornets and wasps and how to safely remove them. I also had a tree that had an incredible number of woolly-scale insects on them. It looked very impressive, even though it was very negative. And that's all
0: I have to report. Okay, thank you.
3: Diana, this is VJ. Hi, VJ. I'm sorry, there was a customer walk-in, so I have to help them out, so I couldn't be able to do my report. Can I pop in and share Yes, go right ahead. Thank you. Okay. Most of the calls are centered around late blight. Last week, we had two more cases of late blight in our county. Last weekend, we also seen a quite a bit increase of cornfield ants that has been flying around, and we have multiple confirmation of spotted wing drosophila in the county affecting the fall-bearing raspberries. And people are concerned and questions about those wasps and bees attacking the grapes and other ripened fruits. And then few alternate questions related to plant ID and weed controls and those kind of stuff. That's pretty much about it.
0: Okay, thank you. Next is Pierce County. We have a lot of late blight going on, and we've had some that were sent in and confirmed, but a lot that if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck and it walks like a duck, it is a duck. And so lots of late blight in our area, which we have never had before, so it's kind of a new thing here. We also have lots of this spotted wing drosophila in everybody's raspberries, so that's kind of been a bummer. And contrary to Milwaukee County, we have lots of scab on the crab apples and things this year. But we've had rain every couple of days all summer long, so it just makes sense that we have a lot of those things. Otherwise, most of the calls that are coming in here are tree-related or weed ID-related. And it's been pretty busy, though, so that's what's happening here. Let's see, if we go next, it would be Racine County.
5: Hi, things are about the same in Racine as we've had reported in Milwaukee County. We've had a pretty long period of dryness and then now we've had lots of rain so everything's green and growing like crazy. We've had a lot of samples submitted for late blight, but as far as I know, we haven't had any positive confirmations. I haven't seen any of those reports come in with anything other than septoria. It seems like a great year for septoria for some reason. So lots of tomatoes with that particular issue. More questions about just tomato production in general. Why are my tomatoes not ripening? Why do I not have as much fruit? what's going on, and I think a lot of that is temperature-related. We haven't had enough really warm sunny days and warm nights to enhance um, fruit production and ripening process, so it's been kind of a weird year down here for a lot of that kind of vegetable production. Things are really slowing down with the Plant Health Advisors. They're not getting nearly as many questions as they have been, and I think people are into the fall back-to-school mode and probably not paying as much attention to their garden.
6: That's
0: all. Hey, Sadie. Rock Tony. So
6: I've been getting lots of questions about ground bees, which are really just yellow jackets and nesting and how to control them. So it seems like they're out and happy down here in the south. I haven't gotten a lot about late blight. I know it's out there, but kind of like we've seen, it seems like Septoria is the winner for this year. Lots of Septoria on the tomatoes. Other than that, some weird tree questions here and there, but nothing really standing out. I get swamped every year without fail when my master gardener stops helping in the office. Everybody decides that it's time to call the office and ask questions. So it's really entertaining to me how it differs county to county, That well, it slowed down other places. And for me, it picks up because I have a bunch this week, all kind of random, still some emerald ash borer, things like that. But that's about it
0: here. All right. Thanks, Christy. Heidi, St. Croix.
6: Yeah,
3: similar to Diana, a lot of the same things. We've had a lot of moisture up here. Holy cow, the crabgrass is setting up seed like crazy you now. So we're trying to keep ahead of that so I don't have a lawn full of that. I've had some confirmed raspberry leaf spot on a commercial raspberry grower. He's going to start treating for that. We had pumpkin sample sent in that came back positive for 50 Like Diana said, sartoria and then late blight has been awful up here this year. I don't know how it got here, but we've got it all over the county, and it's actually in Minnesota, too. I was volunteering at the Minnesota State Fair, and the booth was about tomatoes this year. And I went hoarse in four hours answering all the questions about tomato diseases this year, so I had no voice at the end of the day. Also, I've still got Japanese beetle around. Somebody else mentioned that your surprise is still around. I just killed one yesterday, in fact, so I was surprised by that myself. Big raspberry crop coming on and a lot of spotted rain drosophila. I just decided I'm going to attract them all to my berries, and I put out some traps, one with yeast and one with cider vinegar. The cider vinegar caught all the picnic beetles in my yard, which was really good, and the yeast one seems to have caught hundreds of bottling drosophila in just a day or two. So hopefully I'm eliminating at least some of the egg-laying potential in crops. So I don't know if anybody else has experience with that just as a trap, but I'm having success, I think. And then... I had somebody yesterday call in asking about bees that are eating their raspberries. So if any of you have experience on that, or maybe PJ will be on, I wasn't familiar with a native bee or a wasp or something that's going to eat fruit. So if it can help me me out with that, that's my latest question. And I think that's about it up here. I'm just going to be happy when frost comes.
0: Ooh, that's like the swear word for gardeners. but... I'm just tired. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Walworth County, Chrissy...
2: Yeah, good morning. I can't say we have much more to report. We have had some reports of late blight and downy mildew on basil. Yes, we're kind of just floating along here. coming off of a fair last week, so we had lots of questions come in. fair invites our master gardeners and extension to be part of their horticulture buildings. We had tons of people come in there and ask questions mainly about tomatoes because we had tomato samples sitting there, so that was a hot topic. And we had almost a 900-pound pumpkin inside of the building, so there were lots of questions about growing large pumpkins. But other than that, it's the same thing as everyone else has said. Lots of rain, the grass is growing great. People are still out mowing, and they may mow for a while yet if it warms up a little bit and the grass keeps growing. So besides for that, everything is pretty much the same as the other counties surrounding me.
0: Okay, and Winnebago County don't have too much more to report from what everybody else was saying. Regarding late blight. I haven't had any confirmed cases
3: here in the office due to the news article that Anagimi was referring to. It did create a lot of panic in people around here and got several reports of people going out and picking all their tomatoes off their vines because they thought they were dying even if they were green tomatoes and the samples that have been brought into the office have just been septoria mainly on their tomato plants. Other than that, it's all the typical stuff that's been mentioned. The only other thing that's a little bit odd is I am working with a lady who's dealing with bat bugs, so I've been working with PJ on figuring out how she can get rid of those. And
0: that's about it. Okay. Thanks, Kim. Anybody else join us since we took roll call? Erin from Eau Claire. Hey, Erin. What's happening in Eau Claire County? Not much different. It's cool today, finally. It's finally cooling down here, and nothing real major to report here. What's late blight like been like by you? No reports of it. Wow. We must be getting it from Minnesota, huh, Heidi?
3: I don't know. It's very strange how it just popped over here and landed in our counties because I've never seen it in 15 years living here.
0: Yeah, we've never had it before. No, it's and then very I'm odd. it's so bad this year. I had a report of it a few years ago, but other than that, I haven't seen it. Oh, boy, Minnesota. Anybody else join in? All right. Well, this is our last woo for the year, and usually by our last woo for the year, we're talking frost, but I don't think anybody in the state has had frost, even way up north. Usually if Scott Rice is on, he's one of the first ones to report frost. So I guess our growing season is still continuing on a little while. Specialist report. Do we have a specialist on? I know Brian is, as he says, communing with the mouse down in Florida. But PJ, are you on?
7: I am on, yes.
0: Can you give us a report on the world of entomology?
7: Sure, of course. So a lot of the things have been touched on already for the last week. Probably the question I've been getting the most deals with wasps, yellow jackets, bald-faced hornets, paper wasps, those sorts of things, either in ground or nests in soffit areas. So it is definitely the time of year that we are seeing those. A few other things that are popping up, I'm still getting quite a few cases of those orange and black milkweed seed bugs, which resemble box elder bugs, although they are more of an orange color rather than a red color. I'm still getting a few reports here or there about magnolia scale, which definitely was a major problem for magnolia trees that popped up this year. If anyone is encountering magnolia scale, the timing for that one is right around this time of the year, which is when the juveniles, which are vulnerable to landscape insecticides, are out and active. So if anyone has a severe infestation, right now is the time to go out and treat for those. Also in the landscape, I've been getting a few reports of fall webworm. These are the caterpillars that make the silken tents. In late summer, and the tents tend to be out towards the tips of branches. I have had a few reports this last week and the previous couple of weeks, although by now they're probably almost done for the year. So unless someone is seeing all kinds of problems and still has small caterpillars, probably not any need to treat for those at all. Another thing that's popping up, very tiny brownish beetles, about an eighth of an inch long called foreign grain beetles. I'm sure some folks have had these come in. This insect is strongly associated with new homes or recently constructed homes or recently renovated homes because during construction, a little bit of moisture ends up on the 2 by 4 framing due to rain and other factors. A little bit of mold grows, the beetles come in to feed on the mold, and then as the siding and drywall comes in, the beetles get stuck in the wall voids, and then the folks move in and the beetles start wandering around the house, which really kind of freaks people out. But once those wall voids dry out, the mold's going to disappear, the beetles kind of disappear on their own too. So no need to spray for those, simply vacuum them up, and they usually clear up within a couple of weeks as things dry down. And especially as we get into fall with drier air and start using the heater, that should dry things down. Another common thing for this time of year, and I've been getting lots of cases, there's a number of orb weaver spiders that can be common in yards, in gardens, aside to homes, near windows and light fixtures, things like that. And there's a handful of very common species that can pop up. There's a cross orb weaver, a shamrock orb weaver, a marbled orb weaver. Also from this group are some of those large garden spiders, which can be very good size. The body alone might be an inch or so, and with the legs, they can be pushing maybe three inches across. These are the ones that tend to be kind of yellow and blackish, maybe some white on there too, and there's a couple of different species that pop up. Beautiful spiders, assuming you don't have a fear of spiders, but just neat creatures, and they can be pretty common this time of the year. I heard a few folks mentioning Japanese beetle, and it sounded like in Milwaukee area, you might still be seeing a little bit of damage, which isn't unheard of. Typically, their numbers are declining right around this time of the year, although in the past, when Chris Williamson and I have done some research experiments with Japanese beetles, we would be using pheromone traps, and we could still catch a few adults into about late September and early October. But by now, I'm guessing if you had been doing trapping throughout the course of the summer you'd see that their numbers have been dropping off quite a bit, most likely. And then it sounded like there was a question about bees or some other insect on raspberries. And I suspect what may be going on in that case, it probably is something along the lines of yellow jackets, paper wasps, or bald-faced hornets. At this point, with those insects, their colony has built up in size over the course of the year. And the colony at this point, they are desperate for any type of food source, especially sugary food. And so if you have raspberries that have been compromised for any reason, it could be physical damage just from bumping around in the wind. It could be a little bit of damage from being overripe and too soft or spotted wing got in there the insects will find that sugar source and they can show up very quickly and start feeding on the raspberries. So that's my guess. If you had some berries that were not quite ripe yet or were still intact and fairly firm, I'm guessing they would leave those ones alone and go more for the ones that are kind of softer and they can get to the sugars more easily. But it's probably some type of yellow jacket that is on the raspberries. So that's it for my insect report. Are there any questions for me?
0: Hey PJ, this is Erin and Eau Claire and I've noticed a fly that has a green iridescent body and they're all over the flowers in the herb garden. I just find that kind of unusual. Any idea? Uh-
7: so most likely what those are are one of the types of blowflies. These are the flies that show up at dead animals, roadkill, and stuff like that to lay their eggs. But the adults can actually be pollinators. And so it's not unusual for the adult, metallic green, and there's some metallic blue ones, too. They'll show up at flowers and go after nectar, and they end up doing a little bit of pollination along the way, too.
0: Okay, thanks. Hey, PJ.
3: Mm -hmm. On the yellow jackets, that was me with the yellow jackets on the raspberries. Sure. Is it worthwhile at all to try to trap those into a lure, or are they just going to disappear in a week or two?
7: Well, they should be disappearing fairly soon once we get a couple of good frosts. And I haven't looked at the extended forecast, but they probably don't have too much longer. The problem with traps, and I know we have a faculty member in our department that specifically studied yellow jackets and wasps, and he and his students found that the yellow jacket kind of get habituated and they hone in on a specific food source that they have found that they like and is readily available, and you could put out another food source. Source right next to them and they might completely ignore it. They kind of get this oh. search pattern. Okay. So you could potentially try it, but I suspect if they found that there's readily available sugar at the raspberries, they may completely ignore
3: a trap. Okay, perfect. Thanks.
2: Hey, okay, this is Chrissy. You know those beetles you were talking about that come outside of new built homes? Yes. fact sheets or anything like that or any just little handouts or anything?
7: Phil Pelletieri actually had a write-up at one point. I know if you do a Google search for foreign grain beetle and then put Phil Pelletieri after it, there is a fact sheet, and it's actually posted on one of my websites. I think if you go to the insect ID site, it should be on there, but I can send you an email with the link to that.
2: Okay, I can look for it. Don't worry about sending it. I'll just take a peek at it. Okay.
0: Any other questions for PJ?
2: Sorry, this is Chrissy one more time. I just wanted to share that with that magnolia scale going on, I had a customer talking with me that the dog was licking the tree, and the dog would not stop licking the sap off of the tree that it was on, so he said that there was wasps and stuff like that all over the tree. They must be drinking the
0: honeydew, I guess.
7: Yep. I suspect the dog just found the taste of the honeydew to its liking and wouldn't stop.
0: Sounds like a very infested magnolia tree there. Any other questions for PJ? All right. Thank you, PJ. Any other specialists on? Okay. Well, again, the topic for today was just evaluation and wrap-up of the year of Woo. So I guess I'd just like anybody to pipe in and make comments on what you liked about this year's Woo, what you disliked. I guess first let's start with the timing, 9.30 to 10.30. How does everybody feel about that? Does that work for the most part, or would you prefer something different?
1: That's fine for me. I think it works really well.
0: Okay. And we do obviously get different participation based on what's going on. Everybody has to miss sometimes. But overall, we seem to get at least a good cross-section. What about the speakers that we had this time? On a scale of one to five, with five being the best, would you rate the slate of speakers and the value that we had there this year?
1: I'd give that thing a five just great to have the speakers and to have their handouts and PowerPoints to follow along.
3: I would agree. I would give most of them a five. There may have been one or two that were really specific, and that is interesting for folks that are interested in that topic, but I, too, enjoyed the PowerPoints to follow along with. I thought that really added a lot to their presentation.
4: This is Lisa. I agree, and I also wanted to say that I really appreciated the variety of different topics Almost all of them were things that I've had questions about or needed more information about.
3: This is Heidi. I would say the topics were very good. I haven't been able to listen to all of them. I couldn't participate in all of them. So I appreciate having those podcasts available afterwards because I am going to still listen to several of them that I missed. But, again, the presentations, having the PowerPoints was really nice.
0: Are there any topics that anybody has in mind, given that we're just coming off the growing season, that you would like for future? I know it's always so hard to think of something off the top of your head, but there's something that you've gotten a lot of questions about that you would like more information about. This isn't
6: necessarily a horticultural topic, but something as we all deal with volunteers, and I've had my own bunches of volunteer management challenges, potentially something on that. I know the specialists may not deal with volunteers nearly as much as the rest of us do, but that is in line with the professional development and continued improvement of how we do things.
0: Okay, thanks. Anything else? Okay, what about dislikes? Anything you really didn't like about the Woo this
1: year? Well, that's good to hear, I guess. This is Sharon. I think the only complaint I have is that the transcripts were not posted as quickly as they have been in the past, and I know that that's a personnel issue. I know the podcast, Brian's had some help from Master Gardener Volunteers, and I don't know where the status of those transcripts lies and having a staff person to do that, but that is something that I utilize quite a bit and kind of missed it when it was late.
0: Okay, what about everyone else? There is both the podcast and the transcript. How much does everybody use those?
6: I don't use the podcast, but I like the transcripts when I miss them, and all the ones I missed by the time I remember, like the transcripts weren't up very quickly after, so it kind of became too far gone, but I like the transcripts a lot.
4: I recommend the podcasts for the Master Gardeners. They use those pretty heavily for continuing education credits. I tend to use the transcripts myself more, but I know the podcasts are appreciated
3: Yeah, I like to listen in the podcast on those days when I can't listen in due to other commitments. So I think it's very useful for me to get the information and be able to do it in a timely manner.
2: This is Chrissy. I just know that a couple of our Master Gardeners listen to the podcast as a refresher, and they've never said that they've used the transcripts, though, here at least.
0: Okay, well, is there anything else, any other input or feedback about the woo that anybody would like to make?
1: I guess a common complaint uh, year after year after year, and I understand that we've addressed it by having some of the speakers, is that not enough participation by specialists other than PJ and Brian, who are our rocks.
0: (laughs) Yes, they are.
1: It would be nice to have other specialists there that can chime in on issues when they arise, and they're not there. And so Brian and PJ do the best they can when it's an insect or disease thing, but I think it leaves a lot of questions at times. So I don't know how to get them more involved. Probably there is no way we can, but we have had them as speakers, and that's helpful. That's just for the record.
0: (laughs) Yeah, thank you.
1: I would like to say one other thing. I definitely, completely, thoroughly appreciate Brian's efforts on behalf of the HORT team working with the WooHoo and all the other things that he does. I guess I'm a little concerned and don't really understand why he felt so underappreciated, but I do want to let him know that I do appreciate his work, and he just puts so much into it, and this WooHoo wouldn't happen without him. So thank you very much, Brian.
0: Yeah, I think we all would echo that. Again, we're going to have to, as a team, figure out how we're going to handle this in the future. So it's really important that everybody give some thought to How things have been working, we may not be able to do everything that we've done in the past as far as the podcasts and the transcripts and stuff. So it's important that we know what's of value because then as a team we'll have to figure out how to make it happen. So if you're driving home today and something else pops into your head that you thought, oh I should have said that, make sure that you bring that to The team's attention or probably at our October meeting, we'll be having a good discussion on this. So come prepared with your thoughts and ideas about anything to do with the woo at that time as well. So is there anything else anybody would like to comment on?
5: This is Patty. I would just like to echo Sharon's sentiments about all of the work that Brian has done with the HORT team and with the update and all of the other fact sheets and things that he's accomplished over the many years, 17 years, I believe. But I am curious what's going to happen next year. Is there a plan? Are we going to continue with this? And if so, who is going to be in charge of it?
0: And again, I think that's going to be a big agenda item for our October, the last Friday of October horticulture team meeting where we can brainstorm and get volunteers and figure out those questions. So at this point, we don't have any answers because we have to approach it as a team and talk about it. So again, make sure that you bring your thoughts and ideas to that meeting and hopefully we can work out a good solution. All right. Well, besides the woo, is there any announcements or anything else anyone would like to bring up as we close out the growing season here? All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for participating in the Wu. It's great to connect with colleagues every Friday, if nothing else, and see what else is going on throughout the state. So from that standpoint, I really enjoy that connection, especially those of us who are out in the farther-out counties. I think, if nothing else, having this teleconference every Friday is a good way to make connections with colleagues across the state. And like I said, it's great to hear what's going on in other parts of the state. So thank you for participating all year long, and good luck with the rest of the growing season. And I guess that's it. So we'll hopefully pick this up next year in one form or another, and have another great winter off here for a while. So thanks, everybody, for participating, and have a good weekend.